coming up today on the show, we're going to talk some Disney news and we're going to give some of our tips for going to Walt Disney World during coronavirus. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everyone to episode 301. Today is February the 5th, 2021. I think it's 2021. I think it's something like that, that year. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Adam. <laughs> and I am joined today, just like every other day, by John. Final arrangements can be made at the end of the podcast if you would like to join us. Oh, sounds like a threat almost. <laughs> and Jason. <laughs> So, does anyone have a Disney trip plan? Sort of. Maybe. Mm. Sort of. I'm just yeah, asking because I happened to open up the app this yeah. week and I saw someone had some park passes. Yeah, I have some things booked, but we'll see. It is the age of COVID, as we will talk about a little bit later. Things can change pretty quickly, so we just don't know. But... That is the current plan as of right this moment. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. I'm 35. Yep. 35, that's a big one. 35. I'm not young anymore because I just moved out of that coveted demographic. Oh my goodness. What 18 to 34. Oh, I'm not please. in it anymore. Suppose you get to go for your birthday. What is your thing you want to do the most because we were just there so what is it you want to do for your birthday california grill is the only thing that i want to do <laughs> okay gotcha. that's it it's the only thing i want to do are you staying at the contemporary and just going to stand out front and if only. they let you in no i'm actually <laughs> staying at the opposite of the contemporary which is pop century is pop century really the opposite of the contemporary it's pretty close i mean i mean one of the skyliner. the Skyliner, and the other has the monorail going through it. Yeah, but as we talk about later, do you really want to ride the monorail during COVID? Mm, maybe, maybe not. At least not how they're doing it right now. Do you want brand new state-of-the-art transportation that's just been built, or do you want 40-year, almost 50-year-old transportation, actually? I mean, the current trains are only like 30 years old. 32 oh, years old. You're right. The track, though, has okay. been there a minute. It definitely has. Well, as we discussed last week, the station at the Polynesian is no longer going to be old. No. <laughs> definitely not. Not even going to be able to stop at it right now. <laughs> Unless you pop the window out and just jump, but that would not be recommended. I mean, I'm pretty sure you don't have to pop the window out. The door's just open at <laughs> random on there, so. <laughs> and sometimes I mean, they fall off, but okay. Details. We dig on the monorail because we, we kid because we care, but, you know, I, I still like the monorail. It's just, I love oh, the Skyliner more. I like the monorail. I just like trolling at them. Yeah. It's not because I actually hate the monorail by any means. I do oh, prefer no, the Skyliner just, these days. I just think the Skyliner's better. Yeah, I do prefer. I prefer it. I, it's a very relaxing journey. Well, I'm theoretically staying at a Skyliner resort if there this trip pans out. So theoretically, you've and stayed at the Pop before Skyliner, right? 
So how do you feel that it... I, I feel like... I've never stayed there, but I feel like it can't be any different than, say, Riviera, which is supposed to be the deluxe resort, right. yet Riviera requires you to ride it and then to Caribbean Beach to go to Hollywood Studios. And that's the same for Pop. Yeah. Mm. feels like the moderate is the one that got the best stop. Well, yeah, for sure. But it's like the shortest ride ever from Pop over to Caribbean Beach. It's like 30 seconds. It's not, yeah, it's long. not long. It's not far. Really, it's yeah, about the it's same distance, show. though, between Riviera and the middle station and Pop in the middle station. I mean, it's still about, I think they're, if I timed it right, they're like average roughly seven minutes for each of those lines. So. Hmm. Not really a, a a big difference there. The only one that's longer, of course, is if you're going to Epcot. Right. Yeah. And you got to do this turn and slow down and do that. Yeah. But wait till they put a station there at that turn and you keep going straight past through <laughs> Coronado. Coronado and on <laughs> to Animal Kingdom. Right. Well, what they, what they would probably do in all actuality is have a stop at the Swan Reserve. Nah, they don't want they don't want to throw anything over to throw a bone at them anymore. They're done with that. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, especially after we learned some more details from our VIP tour guide about that. But anyway. Anyway. Speaking of Valentine's week or the week coming up. I didn't know it was Valentine's. I just thought it was your birthday. Well, they're one and the same. Oh, okay. They both are the same. You were your mother's Valentine thirty five years ago. Is that right? Yeah, of course. Ask her that. She'll tell you that. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of Valentine's week, the park hours have been extended for that week, which that seems to happen for every holiday week, doesn't it? Is there school out or anything for that week that would actually make people travel there more? Like, what's President's the reason Day. that President's, yeah, President's Day. Day? Okay, so there yeah, is a holiday. That is Monday. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, President's Day is President's Monday. Day. My kids are actually are out of school that week. The whole just week? for Monday. Okay. The whole week, yeah. The whole week. Oh, they're out the whole week. Oh, okay. Yep. Winter break. So some school districts have winter break that week. I don't think they all obviously do, but some do. Few do. Like you know, so that explains why even after the weekend they're still extending. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know how many school districts it would be, but there's probably enough to where it might have bumped the oh, wow, uh, attendance. Adam. With that weekend you're supposed to be there, Magic Kingdom's going to stay up until 10. Yeah, I was noticing that. I was like, that's a late Magic Kingdom hours, especially the 14th through the 15th and the 19th and the 20th. They are extended to 10 p.m. Remember when we used to think that 10 p.m. for Magic Kingdom was early? <laughs> it, yeah, at one point in time. You mean it's not open to midnight every night? No. Yep. Look, I remember whenever you added EMH, it was open to like two once upon a time. I know, right? So, yep. So, Epcot also on Valentine's Day is open until 10 p.m. Um, other nights, it's either open till 8 or 9 p.m. I feel like we've day. seen Epcot open to 10. It's the Magic Kingdom one that's, I'm like, wow. Because it was originally 9 to 6, and now it's 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's four extra hours they added on. Yeah. So, that's quite a bit. Uh, it does according to touring plans however they're still not expecting a huge bump in crowds from what i saw on the crowd calendar so it's been pretty dead recently i'm curious if there will be a bump or not um yeah 
I because wonder. I feel like a lot of people have been waiting for the vaccine to go for their big trip, but also cases are on the decline, so maybe people will risk it. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe they thought changing the park hours would entice more people to come. Maybe that's they're trying to be proactive rather than reactive. Well, I think they're on probably that. going based on the last three-day weekend. It was busier, was it not? Well, I'm assuming that restaurants are going to be busy on Sunday because people are going to go eat. Have you secured yeah. your, your California Grill yet? I have two <laughs> different reservations. One is at Narcoosie's at the time that I want the California Grill one. And the California Grill I currently have for like 9.30 p.m. Ooh. So I'm trying to move that up and switch it, but... That was the original weekend that I was going to go, and then I canceled it. But I haven't ruled it out entirely, so there's always a possibility I might be uh, there as well last minute. We'll, we'll, well see. I see you still have park reservations, it looked like. Yeah, they're still there, I guess. Even though I canceled my reservation, apparently the park reservation stayed. I don't know how that how that works. But yeah. Well, another loophole, I guess. I guess. But so I guess if I they'll probably if I add they'll it probably back clean now. those up at some point maybe I don't yeah. know that's an interesting thing to know if they clean up your park reservations or not oh I wonder if yeah. I add it back now though like if I end up going if it's gonna still stand we'll see yeah let's see well the other hours Hollywood Studios is gonna open at nine instead of ten on uh, from February fourteenth through the twentieth so and a little bit earlier open all right so another thing I was going to mention here was that the annual pass holders are going to get 30% merchandise discount again at Walt Disney World. I know we've ah. Disneyland when the legacy pass holders out there, I think they were getting the 30% discount all along up until I think March. But now I think back in like November ish, they, we got the 30% discount in Florida, but they stopped that for a while and now it's coming back. Basically, for the month of February, from February 2nd to March 2nd, they are going to get 30% off at select locations that sell Disney merchandise, of course. So the Disney-owned and operated retail locations. And, of course, it's excluding stuff like gift cards and alcohol and food and stuff like that. But any Disney merchandise, 30% off for the month of February. 30% off of already overpriced merchandise. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> but that's not bad. I mean, extra 10%. What all are you going to buy? Well, did you guys see that Conquering the Mountains mug that. that yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That yeah. looks pretty cool. I might get something like that. What was know. it again? The Conquering the Mountains at Magic Kingdom mug. Had, okay. Had, I mean, how much cool. are you going to resell on eBay when you get home from your trip? <laughs> Well, I do need to stop at Doc Ondar's and get a couple of more kyber crystals. I was going to get that. I thought about getting a display for my lightsaber hilt. Stuff like that. I mean, 30% off helps, obviously. So that's good. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. If this works out, it's a nice little extra to get a little bit more discount. I'd rather have the more food discount, though. <laughs> but, but anyway. Yeah. Merchandise like, is okay. I don't get a lot of like, merch, though. It seems like the older that I get, the more my enjoyment from it comes from food. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I don't buy nearly as much merch as uh, most people who go. Yeah. I typically 
would rather spend the money on food. I love a good dining experience. Agree. What if they gave you 30% off a VIP tour? <laughs> yeah. So 30% yeah. off a VIP tour would be what? <laughs> <laughs> well, on a holiday weekend, it would be the full rate, wouldn't it? So. Yeah. 30% off that is still more than the, the base rate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right no <on>. comment. <laughs> yeah, no, the 30% off would be more than the cost of the annual pass. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, in other news, moving on, the Soul of Jazz has debuted at Epcot, American Adventure. Is this going to be a priority if you go? Yes, this is another thing I definitely want to see, because I'm a big jazz music fan. But of course, this is also celebrating the movie Soul, I think, as well. It looks like there's some Disney Play app elements involved. And the exhibit, to be honest, doesn't look, you know, that elaborate. But there's some cool stuff, like a trumpet from Louis Armstrong, some sheet music, some other little items that are sort of museum-like pieces. But then it's mostly just some information things on the wall about jazz in different locations, like New Orleans, San Juan, L.A., Chicago, you know. I definitely see the Bob Chapik influence in these displays. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I think it was, hey, let's do something on a low budget and let's get a few museum pieces from an exhibit somewhere and let's move them in here for three or four months or whatever. But hey, I'm excited to look at it. I think it'll be cool. And it'll actually get me to go into the American Adventure again. So, <laughs> What is yeah. that supposed to mean? I haven't been in there in a while. To actually see the show or anything else, so I'm trying to think when's the last time I did it. It wasn't that terrible. It's been it's been sooner than the Hall of Presidents. We'll put it that way. Oh yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen it within the last couple of years. I just seeing as how I haven't seen the Hall of Presidents in 25 years. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I, yeah, I haven't seen. It's been probably that long since I've seen Hall of Presidents in person. Yeah, I've never been to American Adventure and i've always enjoyed it i'm sure i did hall of presidents a long time ago but i haven't done it since my love of disney sort of started because when i started going regularly i didn't really want to see the president (laughs) that was speaking (laughs) yeah i think they should just change that all together i think so too i agree i gotta be honest the people who saw the previous show even amongst you know obviously different political ideals thought the show itself was actually pretty good. It's gotten where you can't be apolitical with it. And I have a problem with like deifying the presidents because they're all flawed people. Oh, absolutely. I think they should lean on the thing they paid a bunch of money for. Put a Hamilton thing in there and I will go every time I show up. You mean like an actual performance show, or you think? Well, it would yeah. Be like... If they put a performance show, just do one one song for, or a, do the Hamilton mixtape. I don't care. I'd go every time. Put anything Hamilton there, and I will rope drop yeah. it. Like you could probably make a fifteen minute show out of it and get all the major songs, and just do sort of a clip show of the best songs from it, maybe. Another idea that was kind of briefly mentioned was maybe doing something with the Muppets since they had the Muppets, like the yeah. thing they did recently with the history thing. So, Well, the Muppets would be interesting, but you put Hamilton there and you're going to draw a crowd. Yeah. It would be much more expensive to run probably to pay 
a group of performers to perform you know, five or six times a day or whatever it is. Yeah, the just think of the crowd draw though, to how it's going to just put a two-hour-long line to get into. Yeah. Like they would pack. Like that if show there's yeah. if there's a legit stage performance of any part of Hamilton, yeah, yeah. That was what I was about to bring up. They don't want to draw too much away from the actual show that's still going on or will be going on. Hopefully, once they start doing it again. Yeah. I mean, if they would have put an animatronic of Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> talking about saying. his inspiration, I'll just listen to that. I'm fine with that, too. That would be interesting if they did an animatronic version of Hamilton. <laughs> I'm not sure how well that I'd, would work. but Yeah, it'd be probably just as expensive <laughs> to overdo yeah. it, to overhaul well, they it. they have, like, 45 animatronics in there right now, so just... Yeah, but I, I, guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you, because the majority of them do not move, that they are still the old ones. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> they barely move. Yeah. I guarantee you they're still the old ones. They're the T-100s. <laughs> Maybe they can repurpose uh, Panchito and they can repurpose, Donald. yeah, Donald and they can repurpose Jose Carioca because, <laughs> woo. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Segway. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a much later segue. You know, I bet, honestly, though, the Hall of Presidents Theater is too small to house a Hamilton-type show. I think... They were going to build that theater off of Main Street that got canceled that was supposed to house a lot more capacity, if I remember correctly. And that's probably never going to happen. Yeah, probably not anymore. At this and there's point. no real way to expand that area either. So You mean Hall of Presidents? Yeah, the Hall of yeah. Presidents area. Yeah, there's nowhere really. to grow at, at all. Yeah, so if you put Hamilton in there, it would just be like a nightmare. Bottleneck. People trying to get in and out, yeah. I mean, I will settle for let the Dapper Dans sing a couple of verses of I'm not throwing away my shot. Can I just get that? <laughs> okay, how about Voices of Liberty singing it? That'd be cool. Well, they're at Epcot. Yeah. Right, to tie it back to American Adventure. Okay, moving along. <laughs> Speaking of Epcot, a couple of countries over to the France Pavilion. I wanted to mention this story because it's... Probably not likely, but it is... You're getting a, your hopes up again. Right. I doubt it will happen, but... Spring break. Well, there's a story about the blackout dates for cast members, and as of the recording of this, that week of February 13th through the 21st is blacked out for cast members to all parks, not just Epcot, so it's not like it's... Specifically, right. well, we, we know there's increased crowds because they're increasing hours, right? And we think the holiday week is probably the reason why, but you can't help but hope, at least some people, that this is an indicator that Ratatouille might open in a couple I've of weeks. learned my lesson, yeah, <laughs> probably not. I saw another article that said that there was a, a casting call or something out there for. Yeah, for like a commercial. A commercial in mid-February. So I feel like it's not the case. I feel like they're going to be filming the commercial this month is what it sounds like. Potentially, yeah. I think so. This is what I think now concerning Remy's, okay? All right, I think you name? have a, whatever you want to call it, blogger, media event, whatever you want to call it, about a week to two mm -hmm. weeks prior to spring break. So we're talking mid-March maybe. Mm -hmm. And then... The week of spring break, it will be officially open for everybody because they want to have enough people there for it to make a difference, and spring break is going to be the ultimate opportunity. So, 
You monitor our email, John. Did we get the invite yet? I have not seen the invite come across the wire yet, unfortunately. Check the spam folder so. just in case. <laughs> yeah, I might need to do that. I'll give it a check. I will say the other hope that people have thrown out there is the fact that they've added a lot of Ratatouille merch to the France Pavilion lately. Yes. There's so it's getting close, no doubt. Yeah. We're somewhere in the ballpark. <laughs> but yeah, I agree that I don't think it will be this month. I think it will be, like John said, there'll be a media event Let's at some point. Let's suppose it opens before. while you're there. Yeah. How long are you willing to wait to ride it? I'd wait an hour, probably. Oh, least. I would. If it was opening while I was there, I would wait however long it took. I've already ridden the ride itself in, in yeah. Paris, so... Well, that's that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> right. I'm saying I know the ride, so it's not like I have to like make myself do it. I know what it's like, but... Yeah, I would still wait a significant amount of time just to see what this version's like, you know, see if there's any differences or whatever. But Here's a pretty good question. Do you think the restaurant will be open around the same time or first? Because isn't there, what is the it, crepes. Gusteau's? No, you mean... It's the, the creperie. The creperie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not a full It's not a full service restaurant, right? So. But have we heard anything? Because here's the thing that I don't like about the existing place with crepes. It's all sweet. I want some savory crepes at this creperie. That's what I want to see. Yeah, hopefully they'll have a much more expansive menu. Yeah, I agree. Because if they have savory crepes, that's going to be a go-to spot for me. I do enjoy crepes. I do too. That'll get me to go down that alleyway maybe more than Ratatouille will. (laughs) Would you have to use the bathroom there afterwards and actually get to see what it looks like? I don't know. I I just feel like I would rather walk over the bridge and out the park Exit, up the ramp to the Skyliner P and then come back into the park. This is how you know we talk about Disney way too much is that we can mentally map out where the bathrooms are and talk mm-hmm. about it and joke about it. And you're like, oh yeah, I know that bathroom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're passing bathrooms on the way to the Skyliner bathroom. Oh yeah, I know you're passing the one at the exit, but that one's frequently used. Yeah, that's true. For the most part, I can map out a place like just going there once and know approximately where I'm going for the most part. I think the issue with any of those bathrooms though, is you've got all these drunk people leaving Epcot that want stumble in there. So you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Do you, f- I know there's still drunk people at Epcot and that's really? one of the people I usually <laughs> am pre COVID, right. but I feel like it's not able to be quite at the level it used to be, which is maybe a good thing because you can't just They're still out. <laughs> you can't stumble and drink. Like, I think we would, didn't get to the level we used to get because we yeah. would walk World Showcase and if we were out of drink, we would be buying a new one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's, yeah, true. But when you can't walk and drink, you're right. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I can remember a time period pre, pre-being married anyway, walking around World Showcase during food and wine and just have an opportunity to... Or haven't, or not having the ability to do anything other than just sit down and stare at the trees, or stare okay. at the people going by. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm just saying. I think one of my favorite things at Disney, and this is the thing that actually got me a little emotional the first time I went back post COVID, mm-hmm. was it's Epcot World Showcase at night yeah. with the music, okay. mm-hmm. the lights, the ambiance, 
that's one of the things. I mean, I think yeah. the first time I'm going to ball openly at Disney World will be the next time I see Happily Ever After in person. But <laughs> that's a good question here. <laughs> which park? Which park do we all think is best at night? Hmm. It's a tough call, really. It is because walking down Main Street at night is a thing of majesty. It right. is, but it's just Main Street, right? Yeah, the right. rest of the park is not as good at night. I do like Frontierland at night. Tomorrowland's pretty good at night. Yeah, it's well lit. It's cool, but... Astro Orbiter's good at night. That's true. It's cool at night. See, But I, I think, think just as a general park, like Walking World Showcase at night is just... Yeah, that is really cool. I do love Epcot at night. Epcot and Magic Kingdom are kind of a tie for me. I think the worst, truthfully, at night is Animal Kingdom. <laughs> it's just so dark. Unless you're at Pandora. Pandora is the only night attraction. They're good right. point. Pandora good is point. Really good. Yeah. Truthfully, there's nothing really all that great about Hollywood Studios at night. I mean, maybe a little bit of the elements over at Galaxy's Edge is different. Well, but when you overall, get to see Hollywood Boulevard, like the Pluto tail wagging and stuff like that, it's it's yeah, fun that. to see the lights there. But there. I don't know. Maybe I, this is an unfair comparison, but I've done after hours events at both Animal Kingdom yeah. and Hollywood Studios. Your lower two, and the ambiance at Animal Kingdom was better. Hollywood Studios was great because I got to ride, you know, the e-ticket rides that are there. But there was nothing right. about the ambiance of the after hours that I... Like, just being in Pandora at night, because my wife, that, that after hours that we did at Animal Kingdom, it was just me and my wife that did it. We were able to leave my son back with Grandma that time, and it was like a date night. Yeah. And she wanted to ride flight of passage like five times in a row and i think i yeah. stopped after three and it's like i'm getting a grog beer and i just soaked in pandora and that was that was really yeah. nice that had to be cool because it was not crowded and that kind of thing yeah all right well real quick what i was gonna say like icon at night that's better at night i honestly think i pick spaceship earth i think it's the best looking one at nighttime i think it beats the castle uh, what about castle at christmas when it's got the lights on it See, now, if they're ever going to do that again, that's the question. They will at some point. I'm not a huge so? fan of the icicle lights, to be honest, but I still think it's probably better than... I do love the purpley hue of Spaceship Earth at night, but... Exactly. It's my favorite icon at night. Yeah. I also love when you used to walk out that area right before you got to Spaceship Earth with the lighted pathways, which actually oh, yeah, is yeah. better with... Than Pandora does sometimes, but anyway. Oh, oh, what the heck! I'm gonna go for it. Epcot's my favorite night park. Well, I'm just gonna go. say that. Yeah, it's it's a good night park. I think Epcot is my favorite night park right now. Of course, when we say Epcot's our favorite night park, we're talking about World Showcase because yeah, everything else is a mess. But when they finish it, <laughs> well, if you're talking about Rise, Future World's all indoors. You never know the difference, except for a test. Right. Ride. I mean, I'll, I'll, although I will say now. Uh, there's two ends of Epcot that are great at night because now you got the f the f new fountain that is beautiful yeah, at night as it well. Is. It there is you go. gorgeous at yeah. night. I have to give a shout out though to Toy Story Land at night because I think it looks really good at night. Just saying, See, I, I do give that. I got to be honest, I'm not a big fan of the lights that they put on Slinky Dog. It don't look right to me. I don't know. I can't explain. I think it. it looks cool. I like the the Christmas light, the string lights up and around, lighting the paths and everything. I think it looks it cool. I like it. The good thing about Toy Story Land at night is no sun. That's about the 
Yeah, I, I, yes. I will agree with <laughs> you, Adam. Toy Story Land at Night is nice. Riding Slinky at Night is... is yeah. a, I mean, riding Slinky anytime is good, but I think at night it is it It's is a different special. experience. It's like riding Big Thunder at night. You know, that's, that's like one of the best things to do. I've never ridden Slinky at night, but I've done the next best equivalent like 6 a.m., so, you know. <laughs> okay, on a cloudy day or something. Yeah. Well, you know, back in September when they had those long hours. Right. I rode it first train out that morning, but I wasn't paying attention to the ride. Right. You were busy doing other stuff on your phone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> during a challenge. But during a challenge, you don't pay attention to the rides. There, there's been rides I've ridden so many times in the challenge, and then we ride later, and I'm like, oh, I've never noticed that. And you're like, why have you never noticed that? And I'm like, because I've never been looking. Yeah. <laughs> Like obvious things, obvious big animatronics. Like, when did that animatronic get added? You're like, that's always been there. Well, speaking of animatronics, I was actually going to segue to this story back when we were talking about being drunk at Epcot. I was going to say, speaking of being in a drunken stupor, the (laughs) the shaman animatronic at Navi River Journey broke down this week. While they were still running the boats through. Yeah. And unfortunately, he got on Twitter of, like, he had just come from a night out at uh, World Showcase. Yeah, she she was slumped over, but, you know, the face was blank, right? So, it was really disconcerting. Well, like, a very uncomfortable way to sleep is what it looked like. I saw a lot Slumped of retweets over. of this that were pretty funny. It's like, this is me getting up this morning. Because <laughs> it, like, happened on a Monday. This is like, oh... It's on the same level as my Monday. <laughs> right. You mean nobody's tried to replace the Navi Shaman with Bernie at this point? Yeah. Good point. I feel like the Bernie <laughs> stuff's finally done. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. John just gave an, a window of opportunity to, for, for somebody. somebody. <laughs> I mean, Bernie Bernie ran the challenge. Did you, did you see that? It was. Ah, uh, yes. That's right. Yeah, Bernie did run the challenge. Yes. So there's nothing more for him to do. They. She was able to still sing perfectly, just like nothing had happened. Are you telling me that she's not actually singing, that it's actually a recording? I think it's a recording. Adam, you're ruining the magic for me right now. (laughs) Sorry about that. Oh, we've definitely ruined the magic on that ride. We've seen the backstage area. (laughs) Well, sure. We didn't like, we saw the building from behind, but we didn't see it. We did. That was a cool transition, you gotta admit, where we walked from, yeah. like, backstage to, like, we're in Pandora. That was cool. Yeah. It was still cooler at Test Track, though. <laughs> oh, Test Track was... I'm, I'm never cool. gonna forget that. Yeah. Or Tower of Terror. Behind the scenes of Tower of Terror was another really amazing thing. Alright, so Disney World is asking large travel parties to split up to promote social distancing. They specifically say guests... Traveling in parties of 10 or more to split up for queues, which totally makes sense. 10 seems like a high bar. I feel like we were at 7 and we were try- I was trying to make sure we took up two lines. Right. I was going to say, several occasions we felt like people were encroaching on us, but also we had such a big group that it was hard for us to stay on one spot in the queue, so... Well, we we took two spots, and we got my wife, who's vaccinated, who to mm-hmm. to bring to up the rear the and just yeah. like hold hold the fort on the line. Right. Yeah, hold the fort, 
with so we would take up two spots with our group to make sure that we stay distant from the groups which again this happens it's gonna happen we should probably put this in our our uh, information about traveling during covid is there's going to be people that don't adhere to the please wait here signs that are every six feet there's a lot of people that have still encroached on us what? and didn't stay six feet away <laughs> big shock right and there's certain cues that feel like the smugglers run queue for a while was a little bit claustrophobic yeah, well, there's interesting spots on that one because yeah. they, the queue winds back on itself and they don't have plexiglass up, so they try to space it by making it even more than six feet and then people get confused because they're like, oh, this seems really far. Right. I gotta say, one of the worst ones was Astro Orbiter because the queue winds back and forth so many times. You couldn't tell where the next spot was sometimes because you, you wound this way and then double-backed and went around a corner and you couldn't tell so there's certain cues that are very confusing and you don't know which spot you're supposed to be on sometimes all right moving on to construction and refurbs there's a lot of these yes this is the top story i know you're the host adam this is my story right okay, here sure take it away jason this is my story because on friday yeah the best ride at disney world is opening Best Once ride. again, I might just drive down, buy a day ticket, and ride it. <laughs> sure. Tom Sawyer Island. The rafts are back on the river. Yeah. It's opening Friday. The riverboat's also opening, but I have a, a love-hate relationship with that riverboat because of my challenge. But Yes, I know that. <laughs> Tom Sawyer Island is back open in business. Adam, if you don't ride the rafts, I'm going to be very disappointed on your trip. Yeah, so if I do get to go, I think I want to go actually visit Tom Sawyer Island to see... Because what did they change? Right, yeah, see if there's anything different. What are these rafts you speak of? I'm trying to remember. (laughs) They're a ride. They're a ride. The rafts are a ride. Somebody should put that on a shirt. What does it do? It goes from that spot right in front of Big Thunder to this island and back. I don't really know what's on the island, but you yeah. ride rafts back and forth. <laughs> and unlike other rides at Disney World, they'll let you just stay on. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. They don't care if you keep riding back and forth. But I would actually want to get off at Tom Sawyer Island and take a look around, see if anything changed. But I wonder if we should create a new challenge involving the rafts, and that being that how many times can you just ride it back and forth? Well, we haven't, have we seen it during COVID really? Because I'm sure there's, they won't let you just stay on because it's going to have all the distancing markers, yeah. but let's say maybe also if you out there believe that this is a ride, you can support that thought by going to our spreadshirt store, shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast and buy mug or a shirt or a hat or anything. Our last trip, I didn't wear my Raft Star Ride shirt. I brought it with me, what? but it just didn't feel right. Yeah, because it wasn't open. Because it wasn't open. You know what? I need to buy one before and then just go, and I need to get some publicity photos for, for this. I need to, I'll have to make sure to do that just for, just for our social media channels. 
I, I think I've decided rafts or a ride will be my challenge shirt. Yeah. I used to wear the TWTM shirt on my challenges. It's pretty it's pretty ratty at this yeah. point because <laughs> it's been on a, quite a few challenges. Right. I think rafts or a ride are my ne- is my next shirt. Well, speaking of our merchandise, I guess I should have mentioned this at the top of the show, but I forgot. There is a contest going on right now as celebrating our 300 episodes and that if you go to travelingwithmouse.com slash giveaway, one word, giveaway, you can enter to win one of those items. You can select a Traveling with a Mouse shirt or a Rafts or Ride shirt in any of the three colors. All right. Are you finished? Is that enough of a... um, tribute to your favorite ride is that can we move on i mean i mean if i go i'll ride the rafts i'll ride the skyliner (laughs) i'll come home that's all i need (laughs) that's all anybody needs right that is a complete trip right there yes (laughs) especially during covid that's all anybody needs i don't even need a resort stay i can wake up one morning drive down (laughs) sure (laughs) this is true because you can get on you can get on the uh skyliner anywhere right so yeah yeah ride the wave Ride the rafts, go back, ride the Skyliner, and go home. 12 hours in a car for that. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, 12 hours? Yeah. Six hours each way, right? Oh, no, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of things you won't be able to do soon, is that a good segue? <laughs> There's yeah. a couple of rides that are going to go down for refurb, which... I really am glad about this because the Mad Tea Party and the Swiss Family Treehouse are going to close for refurbs during this next month or so. Well, I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how shocked I am about the Swiss Family <laughs> Treehouse. That was like refurbished like every time back right. in the day. <laughs> every time well, I went, it's been back like in the twenty day. years since they refurbed it now. <laughs> yeah, but it needs it. They used to knock the furbish off of that tree all yeah. the time. Well. If you've been on the teacups lately and you hear the sound whenever they stop the the ride from running, you hear the like of the the squeaking of the brakes or whatever they use to stop it. It uh, yeah, I doubt that's going to be all that improved by the time they're done with this refurbishment. Yeah. I think it's been doing that for yeah, a long time. Yeah, I doubt time. they're going to fix that, but one can only hope. Um, but it will be closed from February twenty second to March fourth. So what's what that what's like two weeks, is that right? Yeah, it's something sure. like that. Yeah, not even actually. Yeah, a little less. Like ten days. A little so less. yeah, they're definitely not fixing that. Never mind. <laughs> they're like maybe repainting a couple of things. That's about it. Swiss Family Treehouse will close March twelfth through the fifth, twenty uh, fifth, and reopen on the twenty sixth. Here's the better question: Will you be able to tell the difference between the treehouse before and after? Mm, probably not. The, here's the no. thing: Is anybody going to go up to a cast member and say? Why is that closed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, if anything, they're going to close it to make it the extended jungle crew queues or something. Queue, I mean. It's like, like they, Daddy, they closed the endless queue. Right. Actually, they should make that the jungle cruise queue, Hmm. shouldn't they? They could go all the way through that. So it's like a two for one? Yeah. Hmm. I like that idea. It's a good idea. It would make the jungle cruise queue somewhat more entertaining because I mean, it's not it's pretty entertaining as it is truthfully once you get yeah. to the dock or that area yeah when you hear the radio broadcast they're talking yeah i do love hearing the different things they talk about 
All right, well, moving on to Epcot now. The three caballeros animatronics. Oh. We, we teased this earlier. Uh, all three animatronics have been replaced by that like cardboard cutout. <laughs> of each well, that one. is that is embarrassing. <laughs> what bad. they've put out there, it is bad. It's bad. As they I saw have a, a tweet, screen. We've just put that up. <laughs> That's right. what I don't understand. I was like, have they the removed screen. the screen? That's the only reason why I can think of why they wouldn't you be using it currently. I mean, what? It couldn't be that difficult. <laughs> Those cardboard like, cutouts are ugly. They are bad. Maybe it's supposed to be a joke, but I'm missing the joke. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's better than putting like three flower pots down Plants? there with a sombrero on top of each one. They could, they, it would have been more funny to put three graves up there. I mean. <laughs> well, I guess they could have done that. Anyway, apparently Disney has officially confirmed that the animatronics won't be back until the spring, quote unquote. So it looks like they're fixing them. What it is, they didn't realize it was going to cause such a stir, and they felt the need to put out a, an announcement. I suppose. Which is interesting that they would actually make that kind of announcement. It's a very small thing to make an announcement about. But Back before the age of social media, they probably wouldn't have bothered, but that's what they kind of have to do these days. Yeah. So continuing on with Epcot, the water has been drained to make way for the Journey of Water attraction? To... <laughs> Make way, make way. That's true. Yeah, I hear you. So in Future World, uh, in that area where uh, Journey of Water is going to be, has been drained of its water. Isn't that kind of <laughs> ironic? <laughs> That's what I was getting at. So that they can put an attraction that has water. Yeah. So Well, they had to get had... the water from somewhere so that the rafts could come back. They have to repurpose <laughs> right. the water. So they, you're saying they truck this water over to the rivers of America? refill so the rafts could come back yeah well exactly. all they really did was they sucked all this water out right here so it can be the waterfall to cover up the barges that's what they really had to do <laughs> sure there's not much water in florida so the journey of water i assume is just going to lead you to the seas <laughs> isn't that i guess that makes sense right hmm. the journey of water goes to the sea hmm I hope not. I hope it's more than that. In my personal opinion, I think Moana deserves a good attraction, so I hope they make it a good attraction. Maybe this... I think this is a better angle on it. You know, Moana was presented with a choice. Mm -hmm. She was either going to become the chief and live with the land, or she was going to go out to the sea and reclaim the heart of Tefiti. Yeah. So you have a choice during the Go left journey of water. Right. You have to decide, are you going to live with the land or are you going to go to the sea? So if you chose the no one leaves, that's right, we stay path, <laughs> it goes to the land. And if the water calls you, you go to the seas. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, I always thought that came across a little creepy, by the way, the way he says that when they're singing that song. He's like, and no one leaves. Yeah, no one yeah. <laughs> And if you're just like, I don't want to make that decision, you go and watch Figment. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that'll be the third exit. That'll be the chicken exit. Yeah. <laughs> the hey, hey exit. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, the hey, hey exit. Very good. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it that. Moana's still trending on Disney Plus, by the way. Just saying. I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah. It's a great movie. It really is. One of their best. 
Moving on to more construction at Epcot, the Guardians Coaster entrance building, the old energy building, is uh, finally being closed in. What do we think of that? I think that means that we're still not going to ride it anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. Still won't be this year, probably. I think if you listen, you can still hear the heartbeat of a universe teeming Mm. with force. Yeah. The Flower and Garden Festival is already under uh, preparation. When does that start? I believe it is March. So when you go, it'll still be Flower and Garden and Wine. No, not Flower and Garden. It'll be Arts and and Wine. You, you're going to go to the Farts Festival. Sure. <laughs> the Farts Festival. Sure. Uh, sure. Well, if you Whatever need... festival that they put, they should be and wine. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're doing now. Farts and wine. Right. March 3rd is when the Flower and Garden Festival starts. So a month ahead of time, they're already starting to prep for it. I've actually always enjoyed the Flower and Garden. I think they do some pretty impressive... Topiaries. I do like the Flowering Garden. I think my... F- I like the early ones. Festival of the Arts and Flowering Garden are really nice. I, I do love food and wine, but I like food and wine without kids. Yeah. Because they have some of the best food, but I really enjoyed seeing all the art at Festival of the Arts. I yeah. like that. I do like it. They're all good festivals. So, and then there's two weeks out of the year you get non-Festival Epcot. Although, yeah, this year, because I believe it's running from March 3rd to, like, July 3rd or something like that. And then they start food and wine. <laughs> yeah, they're going to just start food and wine right after that again. <laughs> okay, like, excuse me, two days, not two weeks. Yeah. There's a literally... I've never... I don't know if I've ever been to Festival of the Holidays. I know you like it, Adam, but it doesn't seem like my cup of tea because it's very sweets-focused. Yeah, that would have to be my least favorite too. festival. I like the little traditional, like, holiday stuff that they had, like this Father Christmas at the UK that he would talk about the traditions and stuff. I I thought those were cool. I think Adam just likes anything that involves food. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, (laughs) that's a given. He once told me that he'll eat anything with flavor. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I don't know if I would agree with that anymore. (laughs) Okay. Depends yeah, on gonna, the flavor now. I'm going to refrain from what I was going to say. but Oh, okay. Anyway, to keep this thing moving, that permit that was filed at Animal Kingdom, we're moving over to Animal Kingdom now, looks to be the demolition for Primeval World. Thank we... God. Yeah. Demolition. No. Now we just have to make way for something else. Yeah. What is going to go in this giant spot that this awful ride how much money do you think they've collected during COVID at those carnival games? Because those are, like, why even open those? Are they even think... open? I have no idea. And why charge people for them, by the way? That's stupid. I don't know. I never understood that. I don't think it's really a huge income maker, even on a regular time period, non-COVID. I, I mean, yeah. You pay so much money to get in there. Why would you pay more, like, at a... At a state fair or something, that's what it feels like. You're at Disney. You paid to get in a lot of money. Just let the kids play some stuff for free. You don't even, yeah, you, you give them crappier care. prizes. You don't even, or, or don't give I, them prizes. Right, don't even I, give them a prize. Give them a sticker. Give the winner a sticker. Right. I've Who pretty cares? much always hated what they did with that area, area besides Dinosaur. 
they could just like level that whole area and do. I, I would like to keep it dinosaur themed. Just maybe do something different. The playground is nice, but well, yeah, and that yeah, boner. well, that was there before they did the whole carnival thing, too. Yeah. Anything that they did like circa nineteen ninety eight can stay. Everything else can can go. <laughs> so how long is Triceratops spin gonna stay there? Get rid of that too. Why don't they file a permit to just take that down too? That's what I'm saying. That should go. A waste of time. It doesn't even make sense. Somebody's trying to make a big like play on words. Triceratops spin. Triceratops spin is the ride where you're like, oh, we've made a terrible mistake. We turned right when we came in the park. I guess we'll ride this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. They're like, it's so far to get to anything else. Kids, get on this ride. Yeah, it's got no weight, so why not? In all fairness, back when that was first open, though, right was exactly where you would go, probably when the park opened, because Dinosaur was the attraction, or Countdown to Extinction, or whichever. And then not long after, they built that area over there, I guess to keep people occupied over there with something else. Once upon a time, it was the attraction you went to first thing, or the Countdown to Extinction slash Dinosaur was, but mm-hmm. not anymore. Yep. All right, well, the last construction story was actually out of Disneyland Paris because their entire castle is under scrim and scaffolding right now because, well, the park's closed. But there's some pictures that were released of it looking like it was being constructed for the first time. They're refurbing their castle too, I guess. It should look beautiful when they're done. It's going to be great. Well, it looked beautiful before. I don't know why they had to refurb it, but... I've always enjoyed that castle with the little hillside next to it, yeah. just looking at it. And the dragon yeah. cave. Yeah, and that's Maybe. always part's been cool as well. Yeah. That is Maybe we should, the best castle. Have we, ever, have we ever ranked the castles on here? Maybe we should consider doing that at some point. Yeah. That would be hard to... The Paris castle, I think, is the Tokyo's best. Tokyo's and Orlando's are basically the same castle. Yeah. Although now um, they're a different color. Yeah. Shanghai's is nice, but I still think Paris's is the most beautiful of all of them. And the dragon. You can't beat having the dragon underneath. That's pretty cool. All right. Anyway. Let's move on to the challenge update that Jason's going to take over that part. So there's been quite a few people doing challenges recently. All of them the points challenge. So we can't recap all of them. The one I wanted to highlight, though, is that we have a new leader in the COVID era. How to Mouse, Mike Zarnowski and his wife did a challenge on January 31st and set a new record with 645 points, completing 32 out of 45 rides. Mm. So Mike and his wife were able to get this because they got two completion bonuses. They completed both Epcot and Magic Kingdom. They pulled the boarding group and change your park pass trick so you start with a park pass at hollywood studios at 7 a.m you pull a boarding group for rise then you drop your park pass for hollywood studios for something else challenge runners pick up magic kingdom because that's the way to fill the time between rope drop and 2 p.m and you go there and they don't get rid of your boarding group so mike and his wife were able to go to Magic Kingdom, start at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and complete 18 rides before they hopped. So at 131, 
was the last time they got on a ride at Magic Kingdom, leaving two rides left where they left It's a Small World and the Prince Charming Carousel. What was interesting is they were able to hop straight to Animal Kingdom where they rode the thing we just made fun of, Triceratops Spin, because you do have to ride at least one ride in every park for this challenge to count. So they just went into Animal Kingdom, rode that ride because nobody was on it, and left. Makes sense. They went to Hollywood Studios where they were going to ride Rise of the Resistance, but it was down when they arrived. So they rode Toy Story Mania. By the time they got off of that, Rise was back up. They rode Rise. And around 4 o'clock-ish, they entered Epcot, where they rode everything at Epcot. They grailed it. Completed Epcot. They got on Mission Space at 7.40. So they got on Mission Space at 7.40, and they were on It's a Small World at 8.22 p.m. Mm. So do the math on that. That is fast. Yeah, that's very quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they got on It's a Small World at 8.22. They must have had a fast Small World because they were on Carousel at 8.29. So they were only in Small World for seven minutes. Yeah, I remember ours was like 13 minutes or something. We were on Small World. So they got on Carousel at 8.29 and completed Magic Kingdom. So congratulations to them. Uh, Magic Kingdom was a 100-point bonus. Epcot's a 50-point bonus. That got them to 645. They are the... COVID era leaders right now uh, for the challenge. So that's pretty exciting. I should mention there were several other runs. Kenny the Pirate ran several times, tried a couple of different strategies. We saw SJB Tennis 4, who has run in the past. We saw Jackson Theme, which I don't remember running before. We've seen several people take the challenge on. I think it's obvious that given the current scenario, completion is completely out of the question. But right now, people are just trying to maximize the the points. Yeah. So the bar has been raised for the points. This is good. Yeah. Riverboat is back as of this week. The consensus seems to be that you start at Magic Kingdom and you pull the boarding group. You do the boarding group trick. That seems to be the trick because I think Kenny the Pirate ran a run where he just started at Hollywood Studios and I've seen others and you you run out of stuff to ride before 2 o'clock. So, like, you're just sitting around waiting for park hopping to start. Yeah, there's just no point in doing that. Magic Kingdom, at least you've always got something to do. Yeah, you're not going to be done before 2 there. No way. I mean, in theory, if it's a low day on my completion day... I got everything done but riverboats at Magic Kingdom in like, what, four and a half hours? Yeah. Four, four and a half and hours. that was so like it's, fast. That, yeah, was, that was perfect. That, that was, was like perfect conditions. So overall, Magic Kingdom is what? What would you say Magic Kingdom is hour-wise? Close to six? If you can do it, I think that the general consensus is if you could do it under five pre-COVID, you were doing great. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. at least six I would say more right now in COVID era is more because there is no walk No fast on. pass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I didn't use fast pass when I did it, but I also had the benefit of using the 7 a.m. EEMH right, right when nobody was there. Had longer hours. Yeah. It was, it was dead at that so, time of the day. Speaking of our, our first story about the extended park hours, I imagine we'll see quite a few challenge attempts during the valentine week do you think because the the i guess the crowds are supposed to be up so i don't know 
I think people were still trying. Yeah, the the park hours though extended for quite a while. I think during the middle of that week, we'll see. Quite Scott a few. will definitely run. Scott's yeah. gonna run. He knows <laughs> probably. And I gotta be honest, I know they're extending the hours because based on the last time, but I'm not entirely sure this one will be as busy as say Martin Luther King weekend. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I know they're anticipating. It was not busy in MLK weekend. That's what I was going to say. It wasn't that bad. It was, there was still some. Granted, the holiday day, we were kind of sheltered from That's true. (laughs) Although I felt like Magic Kingdom walking around didn't feel as crowded as the day before, or was it two days before? Yeah, I agree. I remember it didn't feel nearly as crowded. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah. Strategy could make it a possibility. I'm just saying. What are you going to do if you see our tour guide? Are you just going to glom on and be like, it's my of birthday? Of course I'll go say Take hi me. to him. Because he'll be standing somewhere waiting for whatever group he's with to finish. I mean, holiday weekend, whatever you'll have ride. an opportunity at some point to see Resort TV One again. So, you know. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Maybe this time we'll plug the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, let us go into compiling our list of tips and planning advice that we would give for traveling over the next you know six months or who knows how long that covid restrictions will probably still be in place we've mentioned a lot of these over the last several times because we've all been here and there during covid at different times so what would we say to some folks that have maybe waited a long time and they haven't gone yet and they're thinking well how do we do this during covid i think tip number one is change your expectation yeah yeah it's not going to be what it used to be and of course you know no fast pass and a lot of other things are limited. but there are ways that this is better and an experience you're never going to get again yeah lowered expectation if you are the type that wants to go to Disney World to experience everything Disney World has to offer one time, now's not the time to go. Yeah. If you care about the ambiance, if you care about a lot of the details, if you like the resorts, now is a good time to go. If you're a first-timer in general, I would say it's probably not ideal. Right. Yeah. Or I would say if you have a young child who refuses to wear a mask or just won't keep it on, you might have some issues there as well. Now, I will say this. Over two. If you're a family that likes to sleep in a little bit, it's actually very ideal. Yeah. <laughs> right at the moment. I love the fact that we, for for us too, like this last few weeks ago, Epcot was our first park day because it opened the latest. We drove down... And got there at Park Open. Well, we found, you know, of course they opened earlier than 11, but it was great. I mean, I know Jason drove the night before and slept in. And, you know, you didn't have to, like, get up super early after getting there. At oh, what, yeah, what, I slept midnight. in. We went to breakfast. We yeah. walked over. And I was one of, I think we were, like, eighth person in line yeah. at the International <laughs> Gateway. Right. See, like, my family likes to do That's breakfast great. anyway. So usually we're not at the park like at yeah. Rope Drop most of the time. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it just kind of worked out pretty good, especially on that Epcot day. We just gave you more freedom, I guess, yeah. to not feel like you had to get there any sooner. Yeah, I would say we rarely make rope 
even if we're trying to make rope. <laughs> so this is kind of a less stressful thing because making rope isn't as important as it used to be. Well, it is if you really want to ride certain rides, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, it, yeah, Seven Doors Mine Train still, you got to rope Seven it, Doors probably. Mine Train, rope. Slinky yeah. Dog Dash, rope. Said Seven Dwarves is either first thing or last thing, right? I mean, that's the two options. Right, but like right. Slinky Dog has ridiculous weights the whole time. Seven Dwarves has ridiculous weights the whole time. Flight of Passage has had low weights. So it's not as much of a priority at, on the, the low days. Back in the Fast Pass era, it was actually pretty easy to get a drop most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Epcot, I would say Test Track is the one thing that's worth roping because on the busy days it gets ridiculous. Yeah, and I've noticed the several times I've been at Epcot that it takes Frozen a while to get the weight built up. Most people don't head straight there. It's sort of like Test Track or, I guess, Soren or some of the other things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, like, if, if we want to recap frozen. our trip, I rope-dropped Test Track, right? Yeah. We rode it, and we got there, and we had to wait for them to open the ride. We rode it, then we walked over before you got there, and we rode Grand Fiesta Tour. Right. And we bought a margarita. Yep. And we drank it. drank it, yep. And then then we went to Frozen. (laughs) And then it was still, what, 15 minutes or so? Technically, the line was all the way back to China, but it was still like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It didn't, it, it moved very quickly, yeah change your expectations i would say don't spend the whole day at the park either yeah enjoy the resort that's the thing that i've learned is that i'm going to try to embrace post-covid is there's a reason the resorts cost a ton of money and if all you're using it is to sleep then you should stay at a disney springs resort or off property because or value but even then values at times are the same price as what would be considered a better hotel on the Disney Springs line. True. That's very true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if all you want is a bed, then you should probably book like the, the Double Tree or the one of the Hiltons off of Disney Springs, yeah. Right. I think it's when it comes to Disney resorts as far as basically well, I'm not not so much the the values, but moderate up have enough amenities that you can really enjoy the resort itself. We'll put it that yes. way. Moderate up, I would say yes, because you need the food. And I feel like that's where moderates are lacking right now, especially during the COVID area. That's the one area where Coronado lacked was midday yeah. food. Midday food. Too yeah. bad Sebastian's is down, right? Right. And then that's the other thing I was going to say is Caribbean Beach now that Sebastian's is down, not, However, not as good. So I will say this. I have noticed that Banana Cabana is actually serving some of the more popular, I guess, dishes from Sebastian's. Yeah, but I, so, would, I mean, I just feel like yeah. it really... I feel like they each of, each of them needs a good sit-down. So that's where, when I stayed at Yacht Club back in October, I ate at Ale and Compass, and it was nice. Right, so they still, you know, the deluxes are still have some at least one good sit down available. Yeah, yeah. I was I was debating about whether to say try to enjoy a sit down restaurant, but I would say you got to be careful with that because there's certain ones that are right. kind of uncomfortable. I would say. 
I will say a lesson I learned during the COVID era anyway, when it comes to restaurants, is the importance of making sure that you book some in advance because the availability when you're actually there is very limited and uh, you're not likely to get anything you really want, truthfully, <laughs> while you're actually there. So it's it's important to actually do the true advanced ADR. I mean, back in, in the past, you know, you used to get, get some drops, right? You, may, you used to get find mm-hmm. some pretty good reservations last minute. But I, that was not what I experienced when I was there in November anyway. So I would say it's more important to, to book it at least a few days ahead of time, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important. And like you said, some are more shady than others. But there is a tip or trick is the DVC only resorts, if you're going to dine in, are not a bad choice because most people don't travel to, say, Old Key West or Saratoga to go eat dinner. And the people who are staying there on their DVC points aren't eating there for dinner every night. So if you want an empty place, travel there. Yeah. I would also say scour the reservations for restaurants that always tend to show up as available. Because you'll probably get an idea that they'll be some empty tables at these. Right. And also consider if you're really worried about COVID, which I am, don't get the popular times. Like sometimes a late lunch, like they'll run lunch to what, like four o'clock? Get a 355 lunch. I know that's an early dinner, but. Yeah, go at off times. I think that's another, it's definitely good advice. I would even say if you're doing quick service, try to do it at an off time if you can to avoid some of the crowds you know when you mentioned saratoga i just got to thinking i really need to book saratoga one time because i feel like it's kind of a hidden gem just because it's far away yeah and especially for the price you can get for it and you get some deluxe amenities i have almost booked that one and old qs so many times and i've just not done it yet either one of those i need to i really need to try one of those i just i got i'm just gonna have to pull the trigger and stick with it one time I think I want to go to Old Key West more than Saratoga because Old Key West, uh, like Saratoga's rooms, I don't think are as up to date. If I remember correctly, Old Key West has in their studios two queens. I think Saratoga is a queen and a pullout, if I remember correctly. Well, Old Key West was one of the original ones built for DVC. And right, Old Key West are rooms. big rooms. Yeah. I think Saratoga is not updated, and I think that's one of the reasons I remember not booking it in the past. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I could get Adam in on this, I would love tree to house. do a... Well, <laughs> not the treehouse. At Old Key yeah. West, I understand that the two-bedroom and the three-bedrooms, just even the two-bedroom villas are massive. Yeah. And I know I at would. Saratoga, here's one thing. If, you're, if one of your reasons for going is to eat... I mean, you have Disney Springs just across the way. Yeah, just a short boat or walk, depending on where you are, away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess Old Key West would be great if we did some golfing, because it's got a golf course right through it. Runs right through it, yeah. Even Saratoga is close by. I would love to do that. Anyway, another tip, I guess, just right random tip, is bring lots of different masks and rotate them. You should wear a different one every day. Yeah. I definitely made sure I wore a different one every day, but also make sure you have a backup with you. Because there were a couple of rides where 
you know, I didn't think it was going to fly off necessarily, but if you caught a breeze or something, you never know. <laughs> it might, depending on how tightly it fit your face or whatever. Or you could, or if you wanted to, you could buy a decent sized pack of the disposables and just wear a different one every day, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get, get a, get some of those. The Disney masks are okay, but I don't love the newer ones that they've come out with. The fabric, I'm not as big of a fan as the original ones, but. You know, because my job requires me, like, I have to wear a mask literally every day, the ones that I find the most comfortable when it was all said and done were the traditional, like, surgical style masks. Yeah. <laughs> Was right. the most comfortable and the ones that you know felt I didn't really feel them as much, I guess. Right. So, yeah, I feel like it'd be the same way at a park. I feel like it'd be the most comfortable at the park. Right. I guess I should say now with the new strains that are much more contagious, they do recommend like two masks and stuff like that. So I don't know. So does that mean two yeah. cloth masks? Yeah, they they do recommend that. Or a surgical mask with a cloth one on top. Right. Yeah, so. I don't know if I could do two two cloth masks. That'd be pretty hot. Well, I don't know, but just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Yeah, enjoy the pools at your resort if you're staying at a Disney resort, especially. What if I show up in a hazmat suit? You think they would accept me? No, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, never mind. Not sure. <laughs> How would they do your temperature check? I don't know. I could lift it for that, and then just wear the hazmat suit the rest of the day. Sure. What was that? Uh, what was that number they gave from Monsters Inc.? I forgot. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't remember. Though. I know what you're saying. Anyway, I haven't seen that in a while, but I know what you mean. I would say quick service is your friend because yeah. you can do that outside. Um, yeah, I think we. Place. I've dropped a lot of dining reservations that I've made because I'm just like, mm, I don't want to take an additional risk. Agreed. Yeah, I do that. And too. just remember ahead of time you have to mobile order everything. So you need to just prepare for that. Yeah, and what was the if you don't show up within five minutes of saying you're here? Well, if the, <laughs> within five minutes after they say your food is ready. So oh, you yeah, say you're here. Right. Yeah. yeah, so you say you're here, then they say your food's ready. You got five minutes to get there or they... Right. Get mad at you or something. I would always say to say you're here way before you get there. <laughs> That's yes. what I would recommend. At least like five to ten minutes before you show up. I mean, I typically don't order food until, you know, based on what I'd seen before about how long I think it gets, takes to get it ready. Yeah. So like my tip is, is, yeah. is to order your mobile order when you're in line for the ride you're going to ride before you eat lunch. Yeah, that's a good idea. Also, a tip that I discovered at Coronado Springs, we were trying to get three bridges for dinner, and it was book solid for the dinner time window. I would go to that specific restaurant on the app, and then I would pull up the pickup windows, and then I would refresh that page where you don't have to go through a list of all the restaurants. You just pick that one restaurant. And then you refresh those times over and over again. And I would, every now and then, a time would pop up that would be a realistic window, not like 10 p.m. or something. <laughs> if the restaurant you want is pretty busy, I would say just keep refreshing and eventually a time will pop up. That Although I still had to wait like 20 minutes to get my food, but it was still faster than waiting till like 10 p.m., which is what 
was the only time available. Yeah, we, we both had to wait quite a while that night, but we, yeah, the refresh trick worked. Yeah, so definitely try doing that. And of course, as we said for Rise of the Resistance, if you get a boarding group, park hop trick if you want, drop your Hollywood Studios park pass and go to another park. If if all you want to do is rise and you don't care about anything else or you don't want to spend half the day at Hollywood Studios, just grab rear rise and drop the park reservation and go somewhere else for a while and then after two show up at and and that was the other tip you can get back into hollywood studios at 145 or any park at around 145 it seems without any issue you don't have to wait till exactly two o'clock so there's another tip for park hopping any sounds other? good there's always a way there's always a bigger fish. My other tip is that if you really don't want to be around people, pay for a VIP tour. That's, <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> sure. I can give a Skyliner Resort tip in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Most of them, obviously getting to the Skyliner, you're not going to have too much of an issue. But Caribbean Beach, depending on what uh, building you have, and it's not always available, but just remember that you have the option to take the internal bus to the Skyliner station, like the main station which would probably save you some walking time, <laughs> depending oh, yeah. on where your mm-hmm. building is. Yeah. So that that's the only resort I think that really applies, though, because Pop, it's not really a big deal to get to it. Art of Animation, it's not really a big deal to get to it. Riviera, they're all, you know, it's a big tower, so it's pretty much all not, not a very long walk to get to the station. I mean, most all the rest, it's just the way, just the way it is. But if you're staying at Caribbean Beach... You just have to look and see what you're closest to, right? So if you have a bus stop literally right outside your door, it might be worth your time to take the internal bus to go to the Skyliner station if it's available at that time. It's not available at all hours of the day, apparently, but that would be, you know, worth looking into. We'll put it that way. I would also say don't shy away from PhotoPass pictures when you can find them because most people don't want to do photo pass pictures right now because you have to have your masks on during the photos but i saw like zero weights for most photo pass photographers that were still around anyway and we did a lot of photo pass this last time because why not you'll always remember that it was covid season when you look back on these pictures years later you'll be like oh yeah i definitely know when that picture was made (laughs) Did you see that little meme where it's like, just think, several years from now, we'll reach into our pockets and we'll find the mask and be like, oh, that was a crazy year. And then we'll go back to marauding the wilderness with our machete as we try to get away from the band of ravenous cannibals that are chasing us. (laughs) Yeah, I remember seeing that one. Uh, Right. I was just going to refresh with another Skyliner tip. I guess this would be true anytime, but if, say, for instance, you're at a Skyliner resort and you have a reservation at another resort that's on the Skyliner or near the Skyliner, like a, not a, res- I mean, like a dinner reservation, and say it's breakfast and it's before the Skyliner typically opens, you can still get on the Skyliner and take it to that reservation. You just got to let them know that's what you're doing. So I think right. I mentioned that on the trip report, but it doesn't right, hurt to mention yeah. it again. That is a good, yeah, that's definitely a good one because a lot of people probably wouldn't think that is a possibility. Well, I mean, I just went up and asked because I was like, yeah. I was like, it's not open yet. I was like, look, we have a reservation. Like, sure, come on. I have one last tip. Yeah. Here's the last tip. If you think Remy's is going <laughs> to open, it's not. <laughs> right. But if you want yeah. to anyway, go book a 
reservation at Trattoria, California, or something. Adam, yeah, I'm going to go on record as far as saying as if you if you do go, is it next weekend? This coming, uh, not this coming one. Not yeah. this coming weekend, but the next. Yeah, sure. Right. So if it's next weekend, if uh, if you do go, or I mean, I heck, for all I know, I still might could put it on the table. It's a very small chance, but I'm going to say zero percent chance <laughs> okay. that Remy is open for either of us. So yeah. <laughs> I would say zero too, but another tip that we discovered, I guess, was that if you are planning to park hop between Hollywood studios and Epcot, you want to be going from Epcot to Hollywood studios because everyone else started Epcot, go to Hollywood studios in the afternoon to, to much better experience, right? To avoid the crowd, you know, started Epcot and go to Hollywood studios and then, most people are leaving Hollywood to head to Epcot for some festival food and so drinks. Pretty much just do the opposite of what you think everybody else is going to do. Yeah. However, if you parked at Epcot, like I did, uh, getting back to oh yeah, Epcot was, you know. You need to, you need to ride the Trattoria Alforno, whatever we call that. <laughs> yeah, right. Ride the boardwalk. Yeah, whatever. I need to come up with something clever for that. I don't know what it's going to be yet. <laughs> I was going to say, too, during COVID, instead of riding the wave, if you guys out there who listen to us follow that pattern, know ride, what that is. ride the Grand Floridian and walk the path from Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom. It's a typically, I mean, at least when we walked it, it was nobody, absolutely you, nobody on the We were to take our masks off. Yeah. I'm saying how do you ride the Grand Floridian? I don't know. You ride the Grand Floridian Cafe or the... Uh, <laughs> or Narcoosies, I guess you can get it. And to be fair, in theory, you could ride the Polynesian because you could walk from the Polynesian to yep. the Grand Floridian all the way. You could walk the whole way. But I can't help but walk through the Grand Floridian lobby because I just love it so much. I do love that. It's like the only thing good about that whole area. Just saying. <laughs> I love... I, I'm... I'm the only one that's not going to hate on the Grand Floridian. I I still love the Grand Floridian. I think that I gain more respect for it walking the grounds and eating dinner there because it's just not my style, but it is massive. It is very nice. Like, I can recognize that it's nice without it not not being my style. So is this before or after mimosas that you decided this? Just curious. Oh, no, this was after we had spent the day, and then I ate at Narcusi's. It's beautiful at night. Yeah. Ah. I mean, Grand Floridian just wanted to see what the influence was, just saying. That's a, good, that's a good topic we should do. We should do most beautiful resort at night. Yeah. Well, we earlier in this episode, we did best theme park at night, so. Coronado Springs. Yeah. You think beautiful. it's the most beautiful Polly at night? is really Grand Estino yeah. is beautiful. I was going to say, it's hard to beat Polly. <laughs> yeah, with the torches and the music, it's hard to beat Polly. Did you not see that picture of Grandestino rising regally above the water at night? It, it was beautiful. Looking, it I, I will admit, looking at the main building at the tower from there is is very good sight at nighttime. It really is. But that's like the only thing, though. That's just, that's just it. But, but there's other rooms at Coronado? I thought it was just the tower. <laughs> right. There's a lot more right. rooms, actually. But to give another plug for the Grand Floridian, Casparilla had the quickest quick service mobile order experience I've had the whole time I was there, but the whole COVID experience I've had, I mobile ordered that 
when I got there and got in and it was sitting there waiting for me when I um, walked in the restaurant. So it was the only time that happened <laughs> where it was ready before I even got there. Anyway, any other tips I can think of? I think I've exhausted my tips. Yeah. <laughs> Just the tips. I think we'll get some more tips after you've Maybe. gone again. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if this happens. I'm not going to put it out there in the universe too much. So speaking of letting things go, let's let this episode end because it's long. And I do want to mention our website again, travelingwiththemouse.com. We have that. And our email address is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have our contest for a free shirt giveaway because of our 300 episodes. So if you want to enter that, it is travelingwithamouse.com slash giveaway. A quick uh, mention there is that um, we did lose a couple of the registrations, it looks like, early on. So we might want to, if you registered once, please go ahead and register again just for the heck of it. Um, That way we make sure that we got it because we didn't get notifications on the very first ones. Yeah, so the first uh, 12 hours or so, not even 12 hours, it was really like the first 8 or 10 hours that that it went live. There was an issue that we had on the site that has been fixed. And so there's no limit on the number of entries. So go ahead and throw it in there. If you've did it already, do it again. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcasts. We have a Spreadshirt store, as we mentioned earlier, in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise, uh, including the Rafsar Ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And um, still, I know I say it seems like I say it every week, but still hoping to add a little more uh, content YouTube channel-wise. Uh, just got to get the time to do it right. And um, so it'll be back out there as well. So check us out and find us on YouTube as well. 12-hour live stream of the rafts. <laughs> That'll be great. Look forward to that. And much more. So, for John and Jason, this is Adam. And this has been Traveling with a Mouse. And we will see you on our next trip. On the rafts. Over and over and over again. Back and forth. <laughs>